crack, pop. Oh, wow. That's really awful. Welcome to Champagne and Glitter, where we're not popping bottles. Yeah, that's way less effective. Way less effective. The bottle came from Roxy's. It was free. I'm not sorry. Well, you know, (laughs) you can always count on a letdown from Roxy's. Hey. hey. <laughs> they rebranded. So. Wait, didn't they? Let's change the name now. It's right? just the penguin. It's just the penguin. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Well, by the way, I'm Magenta Moscato. I'm Bourbon LaRue. And we have our special guest today. Are you going by? Uh, you know, like, let's. Because this is going to release on yeah, Wednesday. Let's do it. So. Um, previously known as Jessica Jacques and now known as Amber Adelaide. Yeah. Ooh. Name change. Name what? change. Uh, New city, who dis? New city, who dis? Amber Adelaide. I like it because alliteration. Yeah. Right? You know, that's always my standard go-to. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much as much as anyone's figured out at this point, including myself. So. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page. No, it's... uh, Except bourbon. Yeah, I think it's uh, normal as an artist to, you know evolve and change over time and sometimes your name or your the way you dress or whatever reflects that and this is just sort of another another step in another direction i'm glad you also brought up the way you dress too because i feel like well i would i would i I would keep bourbon forever because i well i really like it i don't know that's my it's very you that's my shtick yeah but i have developed in the way i dress differently now like it's yeah, but I feel like you've developed as bourbon. Like you, you've you've found that character. Bourbon has grown. You're like right. you, you've just yeah. become more yourself. You're right. And so, like part of this for me to do, I'm just going to pour myself more champagne. Like, why are we playing around? We know we're going to have one. Uh, yeah. What so what I'm trying to do is actually pull away from myself with this and and do more of a just a straight character, rather than like. These are bits of my personality and stuff that I want to show. Like, inadvertently, that always comes out through art. But this is definitely, like, I'm trying to give myself more of a space between my personal life and my performance life. That's that's definitely the biggest reason for the name change, given that my, my previous name was also my given name. So yeah. it didn't leave a lot of room for me to maneuver <laughs> in, yeah. pri- in private life, you know? Yeah, and I can attest to the fact that having a specific performer name that's nothing like my real name is like it kind of gives you a chance to be a little more free with your performer self Absolutely. because you're not restrained by real life you yeah right? especially if you have like day job or anything like that where you have to kind of keep your crazy side under wraps yeah you know? for a lot of people it's a necessity yeah uh, I'm lucky enough that I can I can live my life as crazy and open and privileged as I want when it comes to like my queerness and my performance art life. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's nice to just like I like a hard out. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was Amber. Right. I, it's, it's, it'll, I think it'll be nice to just. I think it'll help my mental state to just be able to kind of say, okay, that part of my life is done now. I can go back to being my regular self for a few hours. Yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to disconnect yourself when you need to because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not magenta anymore. Like, right. back to being everyday me. Because people put a lot of expectations on you as a stage performer. Yeah, they do. Um, Absolutely. From a fan base. Like, they really, uh, they project their own image of you, which is based off of, the, you know, the gleanings that you've given them, but... There's also a lot of that is is just kind of it's up to their interpretation 
uh, and it can leave you in kind of a, a vulnerable space. And, and I don't necessarily want to be in that space 24-7. I feel it's very powerful to be vulnerable, but at the same time, um, as someone who's constantly struggled with boundary issues my entire life, like this is part of, it's a, it's a reflection of like an overall thing going on in my life for sure. Like I'm just trying to work on my boundaries and um, sort of define things a little stronger. We're, we're at the same time, like bringing together my art and my costume design and my performance art and my character and world building and all of that. Like there's, there's a lot going on here and I'm only just kind of figuring it out myself now. It's difficult to put it in words, but I'm excited for it. I don't know if anyone else is interested. I am super excited just for it. Talk about that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, um, you should. Everybody should be. That's why we're here. Because <laughs> it's amazing. You have wonderful artwork and you are a very amazing costume designer. And I'm really glad that you're also artist. a great performance artist, too. Like, you, and outside of Burlux, I don't think anybody who is listening to this has ever seen you actually do grinding and stuff like that. But that shit is fucking insane. And I was thinking about that earlier, actually. Like, I, I haven't seen you do it in a really long time, and I, I hope you bring it back someday, but, like, yeah, that... It's probably been about two years now. ...was yeah. crazy. Like, that is a performance art on a different level. Absolutely. And yeah. the way you, like, push yourself to, like, limits and things is awesome, and I'm so thankful that you really want to, like, work out, like, wrestling moves and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, last weekend was crazy. I'm pretty sure I need to go to the oh, doctor. Oh, man. That's, I'm not surprised by that, but I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, last weekend was, it was a great show. Uh, French Trinity War at the Crack Box, produced by Little Bo Hoop Show and Roxy Misbehaven, who will be seated tonight. Uh, hope you see Little Bo Hoop Show as well, since it's her birthday. Shout yes. out. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. It's a glow-themed roller skating birthday party today that I was oh, wow. not invited to, and I'm, I'm mad about it. Oh, no. I'd be mad, too. Yeah, I'm mad. You're invited to my birthday party. Thank fuck. It's 30. Yeah, Yeah, 30. Costume party. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. But you better turn out. Well, I definitely will. Yeah. Uh, Nope. She's just going in street clothes. Just going in street clothes. That's it. That's all you get. Okay, but my street clothes are a costume, so I think we're safe. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Yes. That's very true. Absolutely. It's always a costume. It's always a costume. Even when I'm new. It's just, it's just my flesh prison, but you don't get to know the real me. <laughs> it's all <Ooh>. costume. <laughs> Stripper life. No, that's true. That's true, man. Yeah. Oh, 30, though, is exciting. It is exciting. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, last uh, year was my 30th. That was a pretty crazy night. Bourbon remembers. <laughs> or do you? Perhaps not. Does not remember. It started with sake, and it ended with crying. That's all I'll say about <laughs> I hope that's not a precursor for my birthday, too. You know, you no, I'm know. in a good place now. My you can still like have that. a great 30th birthday that starts with sake and ends with crime. But preferably, <laughs> switch those two around. And also, in addition to these wonderful little pure white cookies that I got, uh, I have mochi in the freezer as well, if you guys know. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Look, it's like a little cigarello. It that's true. It's like a little Daddy brought the snacks, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We were at Rose earlier, and... That's my place, man. Snack bringer. So on Friday... Oh, no, wait. This was at Burlesque Bingo on Thursday with Greta, which was also a great show. Uh, shout out Greta Garner. Thanks for having me. Uh, Greta said something about Rose being my former place of production, and I was like, I had to be like, oh, no. No, no, no. I'm not giving that shit up. That's way too good. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I will travel two hours for a venue that takes care of me that well. Like, shout out to Rose Music Hall. They're good. Their whole crew yeah. is just, like, really amazing and really great to work with. We've been doing it for two years now uh, since Juicy left, so just you and I. The guys and I have gotten really closely, like, they do all after bars at social. Yeah. So I know everyone now, and it's just become, like... Anything that we need, you know they absolutely would do. Like, even before that, like, they just take care of you. Yeah. Whatever you want, anything you need, like, they're there for you. The guys are actually really into um, theater anyways. Justin, the sound guy, is, like, all about thrusts. You know, setting oh, yeah. up lights and stuff to make sure everything looks great. And he's yeah. just, they really care. Every like, time they I really talk care. To him, he's geeking out about something. He is geeking out about. I love it. Oh my god, yeah, he, he loves theater. It really uh, matters a lot when you you figure it out when you produce shows. Like having a venue that has people on hand who are enthusiastic about what they want to do, maybe because they're getting paid for what they're doing, that right. might have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, can really make a huge impact on the show, and I think the overall experience and the vibe for the people that come out. That's why I love Rose Music Hall so much. Like I've had other venues kind of shade at me and say like oh well you know they have so much money to throw around like well yeah they're a successful business you know maybe you should take a page out of their book and learn something they take pride in what they do right like they hire people yeah. that want to do this for a living even the people like their staff that is bartenders or even door guys that work right. there they're excited to go to work every single day like yeah and i it know it may suck sometimes because you're fucking hungover from the night before but like they want to be there they're yeah. excited to be there it's yeah. their family and they make yeah. everyone else who comes in there feel like that too definitely family yep i feel really safe there as well which is always a huge benefit uh when you're in a environment which you're taking your clothes off <laughs> yeah yeah i mean otherwise as well but especially when you're vulnerable on that level yeah yeah that's definitely one of the safest venues i've ever called in. Yeah. Yeah. Only the green room was bigger. Uh, I know. No. Get on that, guys. No. If you're listening, you're probably not. Yeah, listening. you can build an addition on that. If you could, like, add, just, you know. I want my own trailer. Right. There you go. I mean, if Roxy Andrews can have it a pride, then why not us, really? Right. 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 You're saving so much money already. Like, just, <laughs> doesn't even have to be a trailer. Like, you know, we'll just get a van. <laughs> I'll even paint it for free. <laughs> Put a badass uniform on the side of it or something. Yeah. I see a, I see a future it. project for Herman Ruger happening. Here for that. All of it. Yeah. I need a trailer that I can haul my things around in. Yeah. You got a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, way, the way I packed for this show, holy shit, between... Because we're in St. Louis. For those of you listening, you can't see this right now. We're actually in St. Louis recording this at Jessica's Amber's house. Sorry, that's okay. Minutes, get used yeah, to that's there's gonna be a transition time. Yeah, so it's gonna yeah we're here recording in St. Louis and we've got a show after this at the Monocle and I packed everything for the show, everything for the podcast. I brought Amber a painting. Like I had so much shit in this car. Like we needed a trailer for how much shit I had to bring tonight. I'm a little embarrassed. Like, that's why I, as a performer, endorse the Toyota Rav4. <laughs> it's a whole lot of shit. Well, I'm going to drive my car. I drive a Toyota Corolla. No, that's very, it's a very fancy lady, thank lady vehicle. Thank it's, you can thank Linda it's economical. for that. Thank you, Linda. Thanks, Linda. Yeah, Linda's somewhere. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> no, she's somewhere going. That's my baby. <laughs> yes. Everyone's that was like, my mom. holy crap, she can speak up. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's me. So yeah, the show with the monocle. Uh, that's exciting. It is I'm exciting. excited. Um, to report yeah. The Dahlia Student Showcase is going on, I think, right now. The the early show tonight. Yeah. Since half of us are from Columbia, it's hard for us to do the doubleheader that sometimes you experience at the monocle. But oh, maybe a Saturday in the future we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk to Miss Mimi about that. Ah, uh, yes. Miss Mimi Leuk. One of my favorite people in St. Louis. She's great. Mm. And she has been very accommodating through all this because it's been a very stressful pre- preparation week for this show. I am so because sorry. Because Urban <laughs> was sending her music. <laughs> to be fair, you have been very, very busy. Uh, Rehearsal. Yeah, with local yeah. theater. Unpaid local theater. Unpaid local, local theater. Local theater. Hey, well, you know, I mean, but it's giving you so much like confidence from... From like working I'm just, with people. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm on stage more. Yeah. It's literally every single day of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's five days a week, isn't it? It's five days a week, and That's it's seven to ten. Jeez. And sometimes you get called in, and sometimes you don't. And you don't know if you get called in until maybe an hour before you huh. get called in. So it's so, like working retail. Oh, it's like working retail, yeah. pretty much, again. Like for free. And that makes it very alluring. But yeah. the director is really cool. They're definitely, like, super queer. They're a behavioral science major. It's, oh, like, God. she's amazing, and I like her a lot. So she's definitely created, like, a strong, like, body-positive environment within the group. That's exciting. And yeah. that's exactly what she wanted when she cast this. Like, she's like, I, I need more than just, you know, your straight theater kid. Right. Like, I need yeah. representation. It's like, I need representation. Yeah. So, there's, like, yeah. it's not just, you know, white people in the show. Like, this show, Cabaret, is set in the 30s in Berlin, Germany. And so, but, like, for us, like, it was, like, we definitely have POCs in there. Like, it's more than just white people in the show. Well, even in that time period, Germany would have been, a, right. like, have a lot of cross-culture. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... Which is part of the reason for... Something they talk about with, like, that... Like... Have a, what exactly with that show like Berlin at that time was such a in the cabarets and like club scene like it was such an open thing like it was Yay. super gay yeah. super yeah. queer yeah like, a lot of people don't know that drag had a huge heyday yeah it yeah. was super gay and queer and like everyone fucking it was just fuck it fuck it fuck it was fucking fuck yeah and then you know Hitler came to town. Um, and then you know yeah. Donald Trump came into town. Yeah. So yeah. Here we go. Good times. But I'm fine So we're doing this show because it's 2018. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for this. This is this is great. Uh, I know that uh, I'm aware of a few burlesque podcasts. I know Sapphire Jones does one in New York. Who's uh, a really cool chick? I got to perform with her at the Shimmy Showdown, and she destroyed me with her "I Need a Hero." Uh, routine with I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. I need to follow her on Instagram. Yeah, follow her on Instagram. She has a great costume she too, like, and also an absolutely music. hilarious character actress. Yeah, like beautiful and but so funny. My God, she was so also. Best. I know her dad also produced like an episode of I think Saved by the Bell one time, oh, and she crazy. was on it. Oh wow! Oh, I did wow. not know that. As a like, she put it on her Instagram. I was like. Oh my fucking god! Like, yeah, that would like, be going everywhere. Yeah, like, that's on my resume. She right was, at the top. Like, she was just like an extra in it. She's like, this is how I got my star. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. You know somebody. 
Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's your dad. It's got a family. Or That's my baby. There you go. Yeah. You just gotta know somebody. Or yeah. be really, really rich. You know? Yeah. 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 Really, really rich. Or, you know, completely distort your physical form with plastic surgery. Sometimes that works too. That, I yeah. feel like that also takes money. money. That does. <laughs> or a lack of negative dignity. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, I'm very pro, pro plastic surgery. Um, I love plastic surgery. I can't wait to see my boobs. I've already decided once my student loans are paid off, I'm getting tits. Hell, I mean, they're cheaper than cars, so why not? Right. Now, I'm, I'm really jealous now because you already have a butt. I'm so excited that it. everybody's going to have big old aftermarket titties around me. Like, but I'm just yeah. scared for that. Well, that's fine. I'm going to remove a rib. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just going to go a full share. And then you'll be able share. to suck your own dick finally. I was about to say, <laughs> didn't we talk about that last episode? <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember I last episode. <laughs> This is this is a bold choice, I will say. Uh, doing a podcast on Sunday uh, <laughs> for two showgirls. Well, who, the last one was on a Saturday. Who I personally have seen very deep in their cups. Yep. We're not <laughs> going to talk about what happened after the podcast. Yeah, we just got real fucked up. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. See, now I'm sad. I wasn't there. Was this the one with Glinda? I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We'll yeah, tell you yeah, about it after. Real. The this three is, of you together is trouble. It's just, <laughs> like, unsupervised, just the three of you. That just City didn't know what hit him. No, no, for sure. No, I'm sure there antique we shops. so confused. <laughs> you can't tell. We did go downtown to eat at this barbecue place. Yeah. <laughs> and did downtown, in quotes. In quotes. <laughs> we went downtown to eat at this barbecue place, which, in hindsight, was not that great. It was all right. It was okay. Oh, yeah, but barbecue's got to be good. It's expensive. I don't even know how much I paid for this barbecue. This was so fucked up. But <laughs> there was, like, this... I remember my coworker telling me about this party because she was going to it with one of her friends. But it was a white party where yeah. you just wear all white. Yeah. And barbecue? Well, no, it was right outside the barbecue joint. That's yes, a terrible but the barbecue yeah. place catered it. Oh my god! And their <laughs> restroom was open for people at the white party. And this so is like this a comedy sketch. Wait, this lady comes in wearing this way too tight white dress. Like she, it did not fit her well at all. But she had barbecue sauce like down her stomach oh, and no. down her it was like thigh. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. It like, was everywhere. Right in the region where like your crotch meets. Damn. Yeah, it's just right there. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for her. So unfortunate. She looked skulls. really sour about it. I would admit as well, honestly. Yeah. But who, honestly, but honestly, honestly, who caters a white party with barbecue? But like before that, I was telling them about like, there's an event going on downtown. I was like, oh yeah, it's that all white party. Because Patrick was like, wait, is this a Nazi rally? <laughs> <laughs> I can see why the confusion, because they are very similar events. <laughs> yeah. White only. No. Yeah. But there was only white people there. Well, well it's just city. city. So. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. There's black people there. They just don't invite them. No. Yeah. Not only that, but like the black people that do live there don't want to hang out with the white people that live there because they're all garbage. Well, yeah. The black yeah. people that live there are rad as shit. Fuck all those people. Yeah. That's pretty simple. Well, yeah, all the white people in just city are racist. Yeah, I can attest to that. My neighbor has a rebel flag on his truck. 
Oh, that's yeah. Funny. And it goes, oh, oh, no. that was the guy that was outside without a shirt on. Yeah. Chasing down a And he was child. Riding, he was riding a fucking little mini bike. Oh, he a was mini not bike. the right size for a mini bike. Like, it was little. Like, I would have easily fit it. I've seen a few mini bikes up here, too. Uh, you know, and it's never, it's never fun. It's but never with somebody seen? who's, like, appropriately sized. For yeah. It's always, always fat redneck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, come to think of it, it really, it really is. Yeah. It really is. It would be like a regular bike to you, though. It would be. <laughs> you on a regular size bike would be like ridiculous, Magenta. You'd look like you were riding one of those, what, a penny farthings? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Speaking of bikes, I found this one in the dumpster. Right. Oh, you found that bike in the dumpster? I did. It needs new tubes, but uh, thank you, St. Louis. And I also, well, I say I. St. Louis, give us and take us away. Yes. My partner also found a Bluetooth speaker that works and uh, a bag of weed. And, all in uh, the dumpster? Yeah. All, well, you know, some, some kid had his parents coming to move him out the next day, and he had some shit to get rid of. So. <laughs> and I guess one of those things was a Bluetooth speaker, and another one of them was a bike, and the rest of it was yeah, some shape. So nice. Thanks for that, mystery white guy. Tower mm-hmm. grows out. You got me through a dry few weeks. Uh, I, I'm happy to say that I'm hooked up now, and the weed up here is protected. Too okay. bad you can't find mushrooms just laying in the gutter. Oh my yeah. god. You know you can <laughs> if you have a special gift for that shit, and I have known people to do so. But uh, I, <laughs> I can say that I am too much of a wuss to eat. Uh, Mushrooms out of the. I would never eat mushrooms that were found in the gutter. Yeah, I couldn't. Do I don't it. care what for the Yeah. I'm a grody person, but I I could. I yeah, I'm not eating mushrooms out of the gutter. I'm not gonna eat mushrooms that I don't know where they came from. Right. Like uh, if they're not in a bag. Uh, like uh, wait, I mean yeah. wait, you don't like feel they were grown in? No, no, no. <laughs> like. <laughs> If somebody, just, like, if somebody just, just came to me in. and was like, hey, here's some mushrooms, I would just be like, no, I don't know. No, See, that's the difference between you and me. I would be like, thank you. I already yeah. don't know where those have been. Yeah. No, I, I would ask mushrooms. Totally. I would that's, not give a That's shit. the only time I have eaten mushrooms. Yeah. It's like, here. <laughs> Sperm and Stracosferians in a nutshell. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, hey, thank you. Do this. <laughs> She's a very polite lady, okay? Because, yeah. you know, drugs are expensive. So that's true. You say thank you. You're not... <laughs> That's fully correct. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. This is very true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, uh, I'm trying to think, it's, I think it's been up here for a month now. Um, yeah, like, seems about right. As of this weekend. And you finally got weekend. all of your stuff here. Just about. Um, I've got some boxes and stuff left in Columbia that I still need to move up here. But pretty much everything pertinent is here. Um, all my expensive shit is here, so. Okay. I I have been here a lot <laughs> for that <laughs> because okay. I like my expensive shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm currently living in the Tower Grove South neighborhood in St. Louis, and it's wonderful. It's a very diverse neighborhood. Um, a lot of different kinds of people. We've got some affluent people. We've got some really dirt poor people. Um, it's just it's a it's a really amazing community to be a part of. There's a lot of, uh, like, free activities that go on here. And, I, like, so much so that I've never seen ever in a community before. Like, St. Louis really has their entertainment for families and for young adults and for grown people, like, just all lot. There's just so much to do here. I'm so happy that I moved here. I'm a little jealous, I'm not going to lie. Jesse doesn't have shit. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I fuck Jeff City. Fuck Jeff City. Yeah. Like, I'm still upset that you moved there, but I understand I'm still why. Upset about it. I understand why. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's cheaper. Housing prices are a real thing. And yeah. I work there. I mean, yeah. like, it's cheaper than commuting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And my house is dope. And that doesn't mean that that's, that's like, dope. the rest of your life. It's just right now. You yeah. Know? Right. Um,. I think it's important to keep your options open. As they say, when you get sentimental about property, that's when you kiss your profits goodbye. So, you know, just yeah. keep your We're options open. We're going long enough to get a pretty good um, equity built up in the house and yeah. then get the fuck out. There you go. Away. Yeah. That's a good idea. Where? I don't know. But it's going to be a way. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really important to do that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the, the most successful and the happiest people that I know, uh, like, every single time, they said, oh, I feel like I have to move this place. And then they did. Yeah. And then everything got better. Yeah. And I am I, I mean, can attest to it, but, like, in the last month, my life has gotten way, way better. That's good. Yeah. Hooray. My financial situation is much better. I uh, I was thinking in the party today, like, writing material for tonight. And I was like, wow, you know, uh, I have found a great new anti-anxiety drug. It's called paying your bills on time. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? It really works. Yeah. It works. It wow. I just figured that out, too. Yeah. It's a it's an incredible, empowering feeling. Like, just being in a place where you're financially able to meet your ends and then pay for them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I haven't been in that place for a really long time. And it's just... It's this is the first month that it's really kind of been that case. And now it's I it's used to like isn't it? Very much so. Like I used to feel like I would look forward to getting like fast food once a day, like being like, Oh, you know, that's the fun part of my day. But now it's like I'm so excited to go to the grocery store. I just I become like Gollum, like coveting like my bags of groceries that I take home and put in my fridge. Because I haven't had my own kitchen in three year three, four years now. Oh wow. Yeah. My own fridge to myself, my own pantry, my own stovetop cook on. Like all I've been living in houses with other people sharing with roommates. Uh, sometimes people who weren't paying rent, who weren't cleaning up after themselves. And it got to this point where my mental health was just really trashed from it. And so now having my own space, my own room, being able to have space to put all my shit, which is, I have a substantial amount of shit, so <laughs> just places to put my shit is really I nice. think that just comes with being an artist, is having a lot oh, of God. shit. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, especially if yep. you're a costume maker. And yes. I, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years, so it's moving it. Like, I was really thinking, oh, I don't have that much stuff. You know? Oh, so yeah. I was thinking, you I only have a lot of shit. I only have a few pieces of furniture. And then I didn't count, like, okay, well, I have a pretty, pretty big clothes, co- clothes collection. Like, I've really... Since I had to replace my entire wardrobe, I guess I kind of went a little overboard. I found a lot of good stuff in my size at Goodwill over the last few years. So. Found a yeah. lot of good things. Yeah. Like, you could open up your own fucking shop with the shit that you found. Yeah. yeah. It was small square footage, for sure. Um, and But now I have also, like, 10 years of costumes that I've built, uh, plus 15 years of art. Yeah. And my partner, all of his music equipment, like guitars yeah. and uh, amps and like I mean we just had a lot of uh, not superfluous because it has meaning but a lot of extra shit like a lot of yeah. stuff um, yep, that's how it was when we were moving too I got rid yeah. of so many art supplies that I ordered I didn't realize I had like 30 sketchbooks right like I I didn't pay for any of them because like right. people give them, them to you yeah people give them to me and then like when I was in college we would raid uh, lockers and stuff when people would drop out of classes yeah so mm-hmm. I got so much shit for free like, yeah, I still had, uh, like, I have, 
probably about a thousand patterns that I have just when my the store that I used to work for uh, flooded. And oh yeah, all oh, the, that's right, Joanne. Yeah, all the inventory got damaged out, and the, the corporate was literally just like, okay, well, every pattern in the store, throw it away. And so my manager was like, well, have at it if you want any of these, because a lot of them weren't damaged, only the bottom drawers really got soaked. So everything else I just went through, and I grabbed about a thousand different patterns, and I mean, I still have all of them. I was going through them, like, trying to think, like, okay, I need to get rid of a lot of these. I really, I literally could not get rid of any of them. Yeah. Not having because, like, one. Figure out, like, I'm going to need this. Well, I actually found stuff that I wanted to do, like, work with. And then, then I was like, well, eventually one day maybe I'll have a use for these other things. And it's not really that. It's one extra box. Like, why am right. I? Yeah, patterns so don't take up a lot of space. No. Right. They get heavy. And it's yeah. a lot of paper to lift. And I yeah. have a lot of books. I didn't realize how many books I had. There's right. a lot of books, too. Books are fucking heavy. Books are fucking About heavy. About half, half to three of my books are still on form, yeah. I just helped my bestie move, and between she and her husband, they have, like, over a thousand books. That's, yeah. And, Ooh. oh, my God, I told them, I'm like, I'm not helping you move unless you get rid of some of these damn books. Thankfully, he started working as a teacher, so he took a lot of his books to school with yeah. him. Yeah, and now everyone's doing, like... about 700 books. <laughs> yeah, now everyone's doing, like, the free libraries and stuff, so it's actually easy to get rid of books, because you don't want to throw a book away. Yeah. Because it's a book. Oh, it's my a book. daddy used to do that. Yeah. Like, Brennan wouldn't even let me throw out our, our extra paperback copy of Interview with the Vampire. He took it to his new workplace and put it on the free library there. Oh, that's nice. Which cute. I thought that's was... very sweet. Yeah, which was very... Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a sensitive guy. That's very Aww. sweet. Yeah. Can't throw away a book, man. Yeah, no yeah my dad used to do that. But they're also shitty Western novels, so, like, in my childhood, yeah. throw it in the trash! I'm, I'm never going to be I just remember all the shitty Western novels my father used to read. He's never going to be a cowboy! He would, he would put it in the trash, and my mom would pick it up and be like, Barry, you can't throw away a book! And, like, <laughs> put it back <laughs> on the shelf. Ah, uh, it happens every episode. Ah, I did it. There's always a spillover. So was the uh, was the podcast name influenced by my axe to Champagne and Reaper? I have to I have to ask. It was um, a little bit maybe. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No. We just kind of threw out a bunch. Well, of we names. wanted it to be Champagne and Cocaine, but apparently that already exists, and it's about a country western. Yeah. Pod. It's a country, country western, western podcast. Western music podcast. Okay, yeah. but do they record regularly? Like, is it is it? I don't know. I didn't look that I much into know. it. Yeah. I'm kind of interested though. Because I would think with a name like that, they might get kind of distracted. Maybe yeah, it's about like the history of country music or something like That's that. That's a good name for that, because there is a lot of cocaine okay. in the history and the current current life of <laughs> of country music. <laughs> it's all gone. All I have is just Okay. Well, yeah. Yep, I should have brought you. I don't know why you only brought one. Look, that's all I had in my refrigerator at the Because time. there's oh. booze where we're going. Right. That's true. Same. And That's I've been true. drinking all day. So. Yeah. And you've been drinking. You all can't day. go to the show because it's already over as you're listening to this. But uh, you know, please uh, in the check, future, if you're in St. Louis, check out the Monocle. It is a wonderful local cabaret that features brilliant, brilliant uh, artists of all kinds. Uh, there's usually at least one burlesque show a weekend there. Uh, but they they feature all sorts of different vaudevilles and neo vintage acts. Uh, crazy music artists, beat battles, all sorts of cool things. Uh, the Monocle in the Grove is a fantastic venue uh, run by members of our local burlesque community here. 
and they do a really great job. It's a great little house, really intimate. It's probably one of my favorite places to perform it because I feel like no matter where you sit in there, you it's actually get to see the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Every seat in that venue is a good fighting, like, to look over somebody's head. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. especially with burlesque, like, the further away you are, I mean, you really, really do lose the experience. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're if you have any kind of sight problems like me and you sit 10, 12 rows back in a big venue, I mean, you're going to see Pacey's, but are you really going to see Pacey's? No, like, you can't, you're not. Yeah, you, you can't enjoy see all the, the detail. You can't see the tassels twirling. Yeah. No. And you want to see that. Yeah. You know what's interesting is, like, at the Monocle, when you go there and you experience the show, you're sitting down. But when we perform at Rose, we prefer everyone to be standing because there's no, like, sitting seats. Yeah, and have sitting house there. Like, I mean, really cap it. It would just be, I don't know, because, like, half of the time, like, half of those people, the last show we had there, well, not even half. It was, like, the little section over there were sitting down. It was such a weird experience for me. Yeah. The stage is so high, it feels like they're really far away. Right, it feels like they're really far away. Yeah. And like when it feels they're like sitting, you're standing on their head. Yes, exactly, that's what it is. So Yeah, different venues uh, definitely have different experiences. And I, I yeah. prefer a burlesque experience where you get to sit down. Well, yeah, like, at the cra- so at the Crack Fox, that sh- stage is pretty high too, but like yeah. the seats up front aren't like It's weird. not, it's not great. Know. It's not, uh, like for visibility, that's probably the Crack Fox's hardest hurdle. It's a long run. Because it's a shotgun bar. But like that's true. Yeah, it is shotgun. But I think that they manage the expectations of that by like the kinds of shows that they host. Right. Yeah. You know, like they don't try to sell themselves as like a super fancy venue because they know that they're not. They know they're yeah. a shotgun dive bar. Yeah. And you might you're gonna be squeezed in with a crowd if it's like a popular show. And I mean, the ticket prices reflect that as well, I think. Yeah. And the drink prices. So Yeah. Every venue is different. And I, I think that um, by saying to yourself, like, this is the only way that a burlesque show can be run. Um, this you're is the way yourself. that you do it. You're, you're limiting yourself and you're limiting your crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Because every show is different, um, but your products should be consistent. Like, it yeah. should be of a consistent quality. But you, yeah. you cater to different, different audiences. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I specifically picked my acts for tonight because I'm like, oh, this will be good and intimate and... It'll be a nice, like, up-close-and-personal sort of show, so I'm going to pick yeah. something that's going to be a little slower that I can really play with the audience. Um, and, like, I also wanted to do my new act, so there's that. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking for an excuse to do it. Yeah, I always want to do that new-new. Yeah, new-new. I have a new one. Uh, yeah. I think we all have a new one we're doing tonight. There's probably a lot of new stuff here tonight. Yeah. I'm really excited for it, and I wish that uh, this was live so I could encourage people. I guess I could have put on... Uh, Facebook live on my phone because I have, but... Oh, yeah. Okay, we can do it later. Some, some other time. Yeah. Well, we haven't put we'll our have you on in. anyways, so... That's true. We can do recap. I mean, oh, you, already, yeah. you already look beautiful, so... Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. This is, like, natural makeup. You're definitely cool for your makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I went to Citizens University today, so, like, I had to look nice. Just, yeah. Like, I was around people I didn't know, so I didn't want to look like a bum. I stayed up um, till 5 o'clock in the morning and then went to work at 8, so I... Felt like I didn't you need just, to look like I did coke all day. Born, born this way. <laughs> born this way. Born this way. Just born this way. With wing and eyeliner intact. Oh my goodness. I actually told somebody about their wing eyeliner and how they should adjust it. She came up to me last night and said, I listened to what you said and I adjusted it. How do my wings look? And I was like, what? Okay, I like that. They look That's awesome. marvelous. What did I say to you? That's a strong quality. That's great that she like took your advice. Yeah, she really did take it. 
being able to absorb, especially unsolicited critique. For yeah, because yeah. I was <laughs> the one that told her that she so, should really get mystery her woman. Sick. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to way to be. Yeah. Clearly, she clearly meant something to her, and she wanted to impress you. You did. Okay. Yeah. Though, Karen said your wings are usually on point, so. That's true. They're like uh, makeup senpai. It's um taken a lot of years to get this way. Oh, but, yeah. like, Cole, weirdly enough, definitely gave me the tools to get that way because I used to send makeup people out to, um, like, conferences where you would learn, but, like, they would teach you at these conferences. Like, you would go there for, like, two to five days, depending on what it was, and you would just learn every single makeup trend that there was out there. Hmm. I see, if I didn't do that, I would have worked at Cole's a lot longer. But, no, they put me on register and truck. Right. Like, yeah, that that's due to your physical abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Like the truck. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, they did it because I was like, I can't work register anymore. I'm quitting. Because I was like, I can't deal with how shitty people are. Yeah. Oh, and they were like, well, we'll put you in back. Like, that way you don't have to worry. Like, they had me work soft line doing trucks. So, I was just putting away clothes. But I... I had to get up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning to get there. And I was like, this is awful. So I just quit showing up. I'm not going to lie. I have no yeah. idea how the fuck I got that job in the beauty department. Because they need they, I have no they, idea. they need people desperately. But Ramina loved me. And she knew my mother. She needed a friend. Well, apparently <laughs> afterwards. She knew I'm like, after talking to me, she was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do her accent. But she's a very wonderful Iranian woman and she fucking loved me and she is the best thing ever I'm sorry if you ever go to Kohl's in Columbia and you see Romina you'll know because she'll come up to you and tell you how beautiful you are and then try to make you buy fucking perfume yeah. <laughs> I hope that she, I hope she's not still there I hope she's at least moved up to like Dillard's or something no she's still there like yeah. she runs the beauty department well, and she's very that. proud of it like, she, that is her department, yeah. and now it is along with jewelry, so she gets to run jewelry okay. and beauty, and it's all together, and she makes sure nobody ever steals from her. Like, she is on it, like, yeah, hot sauce. That's funny. That's hot. My sister runs the boy department over there, so she's, like, super into it. Oh, too. your sister works there? Yeah, she just started there, like, sometime last year, but they ended up bringing her on to run twice. Back up. There's a toy department now. Well, a lot of yeah, places like next are, to the kids section. It was really small, but a lot of places are now kind of uh, beefing them up because Toys R Us is closed. Yeah, oh. yeah. Because so that used to be included with like childs. Yeah, no, it's like its own thing now. I guess I don't wow. know. You know, it's funny. She's all lead. those stores That's are trying to really like the exact Proud same of you, thing. little sister. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, so um. What else did we want to talk about today? We kind of hit a lull. Um, oh, you have that. something to tell us. About what? That you, I told you you couldn't tell me in the car. You had to wait. Right? Who we uh, saw. Oh, wait. How much time do we have? Oh, we got about 20 minutes. Okay, well. So I went to the mall the other day, and I was in the play place that is very lackluster, but it's a Columbia mall, so what sad. do you expect? It's a baby. Oh, that's sad, too. <laughs> um, and oh, wow. I saw the Cody's. The Purple oh. Rain. And I'm going to say their name because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. But I saw them. And I was trying not to make eye contact because 
I'm awkward and I don't want to look my abuser in the face. But here we are. Yeah. At the play place. Adric was running around. So I saw Adric too. That was crazy. this year. Yes. Um, public school. Wait, yeah. oh, okay. I, see, I mostly talk to Alexi because Alexi feels not crazy to me. Yeah, um, that's true. Karina is definitely crazy. She was using her fake accent the entire okay. time. I don't know why. <laughs> I know she's not from that place. Uh, I will say people have a lot of different kinds of coping techniques, and, and very few of them make sense. Uh, it, you're right. Yeah. I know you though. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we used to be friends. I know that like, you I know you don't. I know you're from Wisconsin. What I you know doing? you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Well, that's like I, there's another certain uh, local local lady who has an accent that I I too am confused by Grace, and I will not mention my name, but. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Nobody, this is a thing. Apparently, like, women be using accents to yeah. create a whole, a whole new, a whole new life. Different persona. When I first met the Kojis as the Kojis, and they were using those accents, I was like really confused because when I first met them, they were not Karina and Alexa. Right. They were going by other names. Their names. Their, names. their actual names. Their yeah. real names, and did not have accents. And I met them on the set of this movie that ended up falling through. And like they My were. My brother was supposed to do that movie too. Thank yeah, God. I no, was that awesome. Movie was, yeah, that movie was a hot mess. Like it was. Although the best thing that came out of it is I get to work at Fear Fest now. And I worked at, at Necropolis for eight, six years. Yeah. And like, That's why you know, I showed came, up was because the crew was so cool. Yeah, yeah. The crew was great. But then there were the Cody's and they were talking with these accents. And I'm like, that's not your name. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah. And see, when I, I worked so with them at Fest, they were like, they, that was when they were going by the shtick of like, oh, we're brother and sister. Yeah. Right? They were doing we that fucked. on the, they were doing that and on the And then it got really too. weird. Yeah. They did that on the movie, and I'm like, they're not brother and sister. You guys know that, right? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, um, they introduced themselves to me as brother and sister, and I was very confused up until the first time that I went over to their house for my first rehearsal because, um, like, the entire dynamic I just didn't understand. And then I came to understand it was about character development and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, just a, a weird, a whole weird situation. Um, Definitely as, like, somebody who, like, as a creative individual, you encounter a lot of people who are willing to warn themselves on your flame. Right. And yeah. are, like, looking for that. They And there's a lot of people out there who want to think of themselves as, like, I am a very creative person, I'm a performance artist and all this, but maybe, like, at the end of the day, they're really just role-playing, you know? It's yeah. really, it's just a role-playing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, when you tell people, oh yeah, I'm the same as you. Like I, I travel around and I perform, and this has been my whole life, and I have a lot of stage experience, and I want to do this professional uh, uh, show, like production with you. And then it's a whole nother thing. Like it's a whole like ego cult sex yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a surprising amount of that, especially yeah. in burlesque. I, and I I mean I I keep encountering it. Luckily now. I have the experience of going like, oh, well, this person just wants a harem. Like, yeah, that's what right. they're yeah. interested in. They're, they I don't really care. I think we've all grown to that point. 
But you, there is, I, I, you meet so many people who their initial introduction to burlesque is through that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they feel, and rightly so, they feel victimized by it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people in the Columbia scene are definitely part of that. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis is a, has a long history of that as well. Yeah. And, like, I think I, Bourbon and Glenda and I are definitely trying to move away from that. And we're yeah. trying to introduce people to the scene that... Uh, want to do it, and we're trying to introduce them in a way that is like welcoming and positive, positive. and not something that is also upfront with expectations. I think. Exactly, like you yes. gotta put in work yes. if you want work. to do yes. this. You can't just be like, oh well, I know these people. Yeah, and right. so I get an opportunity. And that's something I, I kiss their with. ass enough that I right. get a chance. Yeah, and that's something we stress with every class. And every time somebody asks us how to get into burlesque, we're like, go to shows. Yeah, come to classes. Come be like, a fan. Yeah, be, be a, a fan. fan. Um, like come if you to if you reviews. if you love it, if you are really like if you are if you feel that way, like if you feel like oh I want to do burlesque, well you're already there. Like you already are interested in it. You already like it. Right. You yep. already want to be a part of it. Just go do it. Give yourself permission. Say to yourself, okay, I am now a burlesque dancer. I'm a shitty one because I don't know what I'm doing. We've all been there. But you can fix that. Like, right. And you, maybe you're not. A lot yeah. of people are just naturally fantastic. And there's a lot of different ways to kind of do burlesque. Like, please don't think, like, what, because you're, you're not a, yeah, or because you're not a dancer. You're not a dancer. Yeah. Like, just because I'm not you're, a dancer. Uh, <laughs> I can say, like, straight up, like, Thanks to the wonderful generosity of my best friend here, like I was able to take a class with Dirty Martini, who is an incredible performer, and I would say hands down would probably tell you like oh, she's amazing. not she's not a dancer. That's a great class. On all of her so performances, like yeah. she is she is dancing, but if she's not doing jazz chords. She's not doing one and two and three and four. She's not worried about it. She's just Maybe. she's allowing the audience to experience her. Right. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And if you're, if you, if you are having that excitement from watching burlesque, it's because you, you have that power. Yeah. Inside of you. Yeah. And the, the reason so they keep coming to people listening. like that, it's like, and you want to do just, it. You can do it. Yeah. You're just looking for permission. Right. But the Absolutely. truth is, like, you don't need anyone else's permission. You yeah. need permission from yourself. And you already have it because you already love it. Yes. So do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you are, like, if you're somebody that wants to, like, learn more about burlesque or if you want to try something before you actually like try and get on stage we have classes i hold peer reviews every month like peer reviews are a good thing just to get you know like to get comfortable with the stage like i mean i i had a performer well she's not yet a performer but she's trying she wants to be involved in burlesque she came and presented at the peer review and she did great and she was really accepting of all of our feedback and she was really excited. She felt like she learned a lot, and she wants to get into a show so bad. And I want to put her into a show because she showed like she was willing to learn. She was showing that she was willing to put in the work. Yeah, that's really important. And you know who you are if you're listening. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, you know, and I think that's a that's a great point. It's a fantastic way to get involved. Like I think different people kind of come to burlesque in different ways. And every way is really okay. Like, whether or not you came, like, through solid classes, like, being put on through a studio, or if you came through maybe, like, a negative experience, uh, there's, you know, there's always still a place for you. I'm going to go ahead and just say it, because uh, I think they've already announced it. Um, Vanilla Studios 
which I, th I think perhaps may be going under a name change. I'm not sure. Um, we'll be having a benefit show that I'm very happy to say that I'll be a part of uh, September 28th at the Crackbox. Yeah. Yay. Um, I wanted to apply for that, but. So that's coming up. Garbage. Not too long. <laughs> um, I wanted to apply for that, but it's too close to haunt season. I'm pretty sure that's opening weekend. Yeah. It's so. starting to, it's just the time of year where it really ramps up for, for you especially. Yeah. I'm taking one night off for my birthday. Yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm that'll excited, be really exciting. Okay? So St. Louis people, please come out to that. Um, yeah. For those who are not in the know. Yeah, for those who are not in the know, Vanilla Studios has been a operating burlesque school here in St. Louis for oh. the last decade, and uh, have really trained a lot of talent, uh, offer a lot of space for very talented individuals to come perform and do workshops at. Uh, it's it's an incredibly positive environment to learn in, and and you retain so much just from even just one night one experience i think like even just taking yeah, one absolutely. workshop I can, can, I can really help that. you um and, and you know and it comes back to like just getting that permission i think the more time that you spend in a room with femmes that are feeling themselves and are confident and positive like that rubs off on you and, it, and you take that off into your normal muggle life and yeah you think, oh my God, you know, like it, maybe it sucks right. today, but I remember like I was hot nodding and hanging out with these people and they were all so awesome and they all have problems too. And, you know, we're all going to get through this together. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I just found out that the two art pieces in Chicago that I bought that I sold this morning was a scam. So thanks for that. Oh, um, oh fucking no. asshole dude in Baltimore. Um, fuck you. And fuck you, dude. Yeah, please come. Uh, I mean, you can't because you. this is after the fact, but please come to my shows and tip me because that really sucks. Yes. Well, they can come to your future shows. Yeah. So yes. fucking come to shows and yeah, tip performers. We will tag Jessica Amber on... Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. That's I'm okay. Sorry. We're going to tag Amber on the post and we're going to link her social media so you can follow her pages and follow when she's going to have shows next. Yeah, and uh, also buy my art. That would be great, too. Do you have anything you want to plug, like your Instagram? Um, well, like it's, all, it's all going to be undergoing a name change tonight, uh, overnight into tomorrow. So, yeah, please find me on Instagram and Facebook, Amber Adelaide. As far as I know, I'm the only one in the world, which is, uh, I can't say that same about Jessica Jock. So, hopefully this will be a lot easier. Wait, yeah. what? Really? Wow. Oh, yeah, it's actually a very common name uh, amongst uh, especially Dominican women. Apparently, okay. Jocks is a very yeah common surname. Well, apparently Moscato is too because I get people messaging. Yeah, my me. friend Lauren, her actual last name is yeah Moscato. I get people that message me that are like, "Are you related to my cousin Danielle?" And I'm like, "I." So no. is Larue though. Like I got messages yeah. from a couple people that are like. Hey, I know you. I feel like we're related. I was like, no. You're in no, like this not. whole burlesque family that you don't know at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are people with like actual. That's yeah, our I actual wish names. I would, but that's their actual name. It was like, Jesus. And I they were know. like, oh, people actually, oh, so your mom named you Bourbon? What is going on? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, look at my profile. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything you read on the internet is 100% true. I mean, there yes. are some crazy names out there, so I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did name their kid Bourbon. Yeah. You know, the worst yeah. choices have been made. Worst, worst choices have been made. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how are we doing on time? We got about nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me think if I got anything else that I want to talk about. Uh, um, what else? Let me take a look, take a look at my calendar. See what I got coming up. 
Yeah, plug some shows. I really am just feeling this hair right now. Yeah, she's got a lovely orange wig on. It's so fancy. That lace front is like just fucking perfect. It's perfect. Oh my gosh, I told you the other day that I was like obsessing over wig videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, well, this is exciting. Uh, Next month, uh, on September 11th, never forget, I will be in Chicago for Parlor Tricks, uh, which is Lily Rascal's show. Uh, She co-produces that with another dancer who I can't remember the name of. I know Parlor Tricks. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited to return to Chicago and perform burlesque there again. It's been a little while. Uh, The Chicago scene is very serious. Um, There's a lot of extremely talented individuals there. It's a very competitive industry. And uh, Chicago takes entertainment very seriously. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So far in my my performance career, those have been my toughest crowds. So I'm excited for that. Like I want to go back and impress people. Yeah, so you can do it. It's gonna be amazing. And then uh, week after that, September twenty first, I'll be in Springfield, Missouri, for the first time at the Kinky Cabaret Show. Oh, cool! Hey. I'll be in Joplin that night. Yeah, you asked me about that weekend, and I was like, oh, I wish I could, but you know. yeah, I'll be I'll be near you. Yeah, and then the weekend after that will be the the Vandalon Benefit Show. So I've got that all coming up in September. Yeah. And uh, yeah, September seventh in Columbia, uh, Bowman has his first yeah, show at, at Yin Yang, which uh, I'm not. I I'm, on that show. I'm not casted in it, but uh, I'm in that show. Yeah, I might swing through. You should. And it's hang gonna out. Be fun. It's the return of the Bone Man, yeah. the Dark Carnival. Bone Man's my homie, so. Yeah. So I'm in that show, and then I'm in Rude Review on September 8th in Kansas City with Anime Allure. And then September cool. 14th, I've got Magenta Moscatoes, Floozies, and Follies, and Bourbon will be there, yeah. and Glinda will be there, and I've got Mischief Managed from Springfield coming up. And Allie Lure, I think that's And Allie right. Lure, yep, I just added her to the show. And I think Luna Love Lust as well. Wonderful. And then September 21st, I'll be in Joplin at JBS, I think is the name of the place. And then September 22nd, I will be in Kansas City again at the Red Front Bar and Grill. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. you can catch me every single weekend in September. At Cabaret! Cabaret! Presented by Columbia Entertainment Company. Cabaret for no fucking pay! You're not wrong. (laughs) But I will be like showgirl shuffling down the street after. Yes. On September 14th, too. Yeah, which is a holiday. She's a traveling showgirl. Her. Her. Traveling showgirl. Meaning I'm making my boyfriend drive me across town. Okay, but we (laughs) all do that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Literally Actually, honest. and I don't make them. He insists on it. You either die a sugar baby or you live yourself long enough to become daddy, okay? You're not absolutely yep. correct. That's correct. Yep. <laughs> That's real life. <laughs> That's the title of the episode right there. Now, I've just literally <laughs> die just, a sugar baby or live long enough to become Hand daddy. him the keys now, and he's like, all right, we'll do it. Do Let's it for me. Baby. Let's go. Yeah. Do it for me, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's what boyfriends are for. Yeah. I mean, what else are they for, really? Driving you places and giving you dick. Dick. Hmm. <laughs> well, on that note. Yeah, I think that's. I think, think we're that's, gonna wrap. That's it up. a wrap. That's Pass a wrap. wrap. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Here. This was champagne and glitter. Champagne and glitter. Thank you so Check much. Check us out. Champagneandglitter.net. Send us an email. Champagneandglitterpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Like Check. all of us on Facebook. Amber Adelaide. Facebook yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was really yes. fun. Thank yeah. you, Amber Adelaide, for welcoming us into your home. Yeah.